Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast. Um, today is Black Friday, November 24th, 2017, and we will be covering the English Premier League slate for tomorrow on this edition of Foul Balls. And with no further ado, let's just dive right in. We've got a pretty juicy slate. Uh, one, two, three, six games. Got some of the Titans, and fortunately we don't have Manchester City, so you know it'll make lineup building a little more interesting as everyone doesn't have to resolve to just stuffing in a bunch of baby blue players. Um, and we'll start like we normally do. We'll start at goalkeeper. Take it away, Rob. What are your takes on goalkeeper for Saturday? Excellent. So first, I just want to give a big happy Thanksgiving or belated happy Thanksgiving to all of my American friends and listeners out there today. Uh, but uh, jumping into this EPL slate, it's looking pretty interesting. Uh, starting a keeper, David DeGay is probably too expensive this week. Uh, Man United have conceded back-to-back games here uh, to Newcastle and Basel. Uh, and even if DeGay goes out and gets a clean sheet and gets the win, he'll be lucky to get two saves. Uh, from 6K on sa- uh, salary on DK, uh, you will be needing him to score at least 24 in GPPs, which is basically um, a win, a CS bonus, and uh, at least five saves. So um, I, I just don't see that happening. Bright- Brighton are not an attacking threat. Uh, they'll defend, defend, defend. Uh, so that isn't something I'm looking at this week. Uh, Hugo Lloris is the goalkeeper I will be rolling with this week in both formats pretty heavily. Uh, West Brom will get lots of shots on net, especially in comparison to Man United. And West Brom away is very targetable. Uh, now, I know Spurs haven't been very good home last uh, so far this season at Wembley. They've had their issues, but Brom just isn't good enough to really uh, trouble them too deeply at home. Uh, Brom is in a really bad run right now. They fired their manager. So uh, I'm looking for Spurs to uh, have an easy game here. Uh, the Crystal Palace Stoke, uh, excuse me, yeah, Crystal Palace and Stoke, uh, well, actually, I'm going to talk about Crystal Palace and Newcastle because they're more comparable. Uh, I wrote about it in my article this week, too. You can check it out. But uh, Crystal Palace and Newcastle are priced as uh, fake home favorites this week. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like Crystal Palace to win. I don't like Newcastle to win. I think Newcastle is a true fake favorite at home this week. But Crystal Palace should still let in at least two goals while either drawing or winning the game. Uh, Stoke and Crystal Palace combined, uh, they have the second, I shouldn't say combined, they both have the second worst defensive record in the league right now behind West Ham. So when you combine both of the worst defensive records in one game against each other, there's going to be fireworks. And so there's no real reason to look for a keeper at 5.2K on DraftKings. Robert Elliott is going to lose this game to Watford. Uh, that's my assumption here. And so at 5.1K in DraftKings, it's an absolute trap. Uh, he could see four or five saves, but at the same time, he should let in at least three of them. Uh, so I'm liking Watford this week an awful lot, and uh, I'll be looking for uh, a, a big Newcastle fade. Fabanski's interesting. Uh, Bournemouth aren't going to get enough shots, though, to, uh, to really pad Fabanski's stats enough. Uh, to really shoot him to the top of GPPs. Last week, a lot of people had him uh, against Burnley, and uh, when Burnley came out and put <laughs> five shots on that, all saves within the first 10 minutes, Vivansky was already at 10. Uh, so that was a, a pretty serious anomaly. I won't be looking at that happening again. Uh, Liverpool uh, against Chelsea, I'm just not interested in that. Even though they're at home, and even though they've been playing better as of late, Chelsea are a world-class team. There's no reason to target against that. 
Begovic uh, is interesting in the sense that he's uh, not too expensive. I just don't see Swansea making more than three saves uh, for Begovic here. And even then, he, he could still let in one. I like Bournemouth to win. Uh, I like uh, I do like a CS born a CS uh, bonus on Bournemouth against Swansea, uh, but I just don't trust it uh, considering Swansea at home uh, has been on the up and up as of late. So that isn't a game I'm looking at target. Uh, Gomes is going to be my second favorite keeper of the week at 4.5k in DraftKings. It's an absolute steal against Newcastle. Newcastle loves to shoot the ball. They should have at least eight shots this game, six of them finding on net, and Gomes should be able to save at least four or five of them. Uh, so I am really liking Gomes this week to come out and uh, be usable in cash. Uh, but really where I'll be looking to get him going is in GPPs. I wrote about it in the article, but pickups this week only allows you one team to stack with your defense and keeper, and it's Watford. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't see why DraftKings would put that into a pickup unless it was an actual viable option. So uh, just outside of Pickups, it's already an excellent play. When you consider Pickups itself, it's a it's a really sharp play this week to hit Gomez up or Gomes up in GPP and stack him with Olabas. Uh, if Gomes has the CS bonus win on top of what I'm expecting here, he could easily finish six times value uh, without too much problems. Uh, Chelsea's in the same issue as Liverpool. I like both the attacks. I don't like either defense, and they're all really expensive. So that's just not something I'm going to be targeting. Lee Grant is a really bad idea. I like him. He's a good dude. Uh, he came in last year for uh, Jack Butland and made me a ton of money, but he's on a really bad Stoke team, and he's just not very good as is. So I won't be looking at Lee Grant oh. at all. Uh, in fact, I'll be looking yeah. to get as much Crystal Palace in the on mute. as possible. Ben Foster is not your... Uh, just started. Keeper of the week, unless you think Harry like Kane 10, 15 minutes. His goal scoring drought. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Harry Kane's going to explode this week. So uh, I won't be looking what? at Ben Foster. But like I just said, if you think Tottenham can be held under two goals, look at Ben Foster. Instead, I'm going to be looking at Matt Ryan uh, on Brighton. I think uh, he's one of the sharper uh, value keeper plays of the entire season. Uh, simply for the fact that Man United are so popular and not many people are bought into the notion yet that Man United are struggling, which they really are. They're in serious, serious trouble right now. And that doesn't mean they're going to fall out of Champions League contention for next season or something. But in terms of their expectations for a Man United top three finish this season, I'm genuinely concerned until they show the ability to score more than two goals a game again. Uh, they did score against Newcastle, which was nice, but they went right back to Basel went back to their old ways of not being able to score. Uh, so I'm just not interested, especially when you consider uh, Lukaku is so incredibly priced. Uh, Pogba is obscene on FanDuel uh, price-wise and is still really expensive on uh, drafting. So it, it's just a Man United are a little bit of a trap for me. Uh, they, they're screaming a situation where they need at least three goals to pay off their salaries. And Brighton hasn't let anyone do that this season. Anyone, including Manchester City. So I just don't, I don't know how uh, Man United can pay off their salaries. Conversely, I think uh, that instantly makes uh, Matt, Matt Ryan an excellent uh, value play and the value play for this week. Just because Man United aren't scoring at the rate everyone thinks they are. And that is a, that's going to be a huge ownership bonus for you. If you can put Matt Ryan in there, get four saves off one goal, you're walking in cash, you're fine. Uh, but uh, generally, that is my keeper takes of the week. Awesome. Sounds good. I'm in full agreement with you on her, 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 her Gomes, the Watford keeper. I'm not really, 
Yeah, Herelio. I'm not really too sure how to pronounce his name. I always manage to butcher it. But yeah, so if you were, you know, recommending our listeners to, if they're only, you know, they only like to play GPP uh, lineups, which keepers would you, you know, have them target the most? Because Loris is certainly expensive and he seems more, you know, cash safe because if West Brom does happen to, you know, slot in just a random goal, however it may happen, his, you know, his value is kind of just shot right off the bat at 5,900. Um, first would definitely be Gomez. Obviously, we're talking about that. Watford should win this game uh, on the back of an enormous amount of saves. Uh, so when you consider a CS bonus could happen on top of that, that's that's huge. That's huge. My second target for GPP would probably be Asmir Begovic okay. and Bournemouth. Uh, just for simply, excuse me, simply for um, not only ownership, which, which should be rock bottom, uh, but uh, I'm Charlie Daniels. Uh, that's generally, in GPP, if I can't stack my keeper with a defender, I'm not looking at him. The more stackable that becomes, the better in GPP it is. Uh, so I like Asmir Begovic to stack with Charlie Daniels. Uh, my third would be uh, Hugo Loris. I know you just said he is pretty expensive uh, as a, the cash play, but uh, the thing is that Brom should, out of all the expensive keepers, uh, well, really, we're looking at DeGay and Loris here, uh, and... Uh, Laurie should see at least four saves, three or four saves, where I'll be surprised if DeGay gets the opportunity to make three saves. So uh, Hugo Laurie's on top of that has two wing backs who will be playing as wing midfielders. Uh, so whenever you get the GPP, you can actually stack all three as probably the sharpest GPP play you can make this week. Uh, Hugo Laurie's, I'm assuming it's going to be Ben Davies, and for the sake of conversation, let's say it's Aurier or Rose or Trippier, whatever. Um, whatever they roll out as their wing defenders, as wing midfielders, you stack that with Loris, you're going to be flying. Awesome. That's what I was, you know, certainly going for. Personally, I like Gomes and to pair him with Holobos if Holobos finds himself into the lineup. But anyways, let's move to defense. At defense, you know, there really isn't much to, you know, be excited about when it comes to the expensive guys from my understanding um what's your take on defense right now rob yeah the uh i don't expect Haley Blinn to play even if he does he he's arguably the reason why manchester united had uh such a bad game in basel he left uh he left the whole right hand side wide open repeatedly time and time again and that's eventually how Basil scored. Uh, he's not playing very well right now so I'm just not looking at Daily Blind at all. Ben Davies if he starts I guess you could use him. He's just too expensive. Uh, if you think of a, a 6k midfielder you can find especially in Stoke you can find a lot cheaper uh, for a way higher ceiling and a way higher floor than Ben Davies. Uh, so there just isn't really a whole lot of purpose from his salary. Ashley Young too expensive even against Brighton, uh, he should see five crosses. He may get an assist. But at 5.9K, uh, you're kind of relying here on the CS bonus. And you never want to rely on that in cash. Uh, it's fine to rely on that in GPP, but you can't really chase the CS bonus in cash. Uh, so Ashley Young and conversely Valencia is just on the border of being too expensive. If Valencia starts, he's going to be the Man United wing back that I'll look towards if I'm going to use someone. Uh, but uh, in terms of price, they're just too expensive. Um, I like the. I already talked about the Tottenham uh, wing wing midfielders. I guess wing backs here. Uh, I I like Danny Rose, uh, but the issue is 
his manager does not like him, and he's in the doghouse right now. So even if he does manage to come on, I'll see him coming off halfway. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping it's uh, Aurier and Trippier who start, uh, but um, whoever it is, you can only really use a GPP anyways, looking for that CS bonus. Olabas should be your number one defender target of the week. Watford last week changed their formation around, and this uh, really messed up a lot of people as Holobos found his way to the bench uh, for the first time this season. And uh, Watford started uh, Ziglar and uh, Firmina on the wings. Firmina got hurt, uh, and Holobos came on for him towards the end of the game. But uh, even with that, I'm not sure what Watford planned on doing if that Holobos sitting was just like a, a, a one-time thing or if that's their actual plan with their new formation. So if Holobos doesn't end up starting here, uh, I'll be looking a lot at Firmina and uh, especially Ziegler. Uh, he'll definitely be someone that I'll be turning all my attention to uh, on Watford. Uh, but we'll get there whenever we get down uh, towards the cheaper. Um, the Liverpool wingbacks, I like them. Uh, they're a little bit cheaper than uh, they normally are, so I like that. But just against Chelsea, there isn't much to work with there. They're going to have their hands full. They'll be defending a lot. Uh, Charlie Daniels is someone you're going to have to look at. Uh, if you can get Holobos and Charlie Daniels as your wingbacks in cash, you're going to be flying. Uh, that should definitely be your number one and number two targets for your cash games this week. Uh, as long as, of course, for Bournemouth, uh, their midfielder junior Stanislas still is out. If he starts, you cannot touch Charlie Daniels. If Stanislas does not start, get Charlie Daniels into your cards again. He stands to be one of the best cash plays again this week. Yedlin's someone for Newcastle you can consider for cash. He's been playing really, really well as of late. Uh, and while I'm not really looking for Newcastle very much here, he's absolutely the number one go-to attacker on the Newcastle wingbacks. Uh, so if you fall on him, I wouldn't be too upset, but it just isn't something I'm looking for this week at all. Uh, Firmina, like I mentioned on Watford, uh, he's a must-play at 4.4K. If he ends up starting again, uh, it, look at his uh, stats from last week. I think he got like seven crosses, and uh, he's had a really substantial floor uh, the entire season playing as wingback. So now that uh, he's as a wing midfielder at 4.4K, that's an absolute must-lock in either format, especially if Olabas isn't starting. Uh, Firmina should be your number one defensive target in any format on any site this week. Uh, Joel Ward for Crystal Palace is someone that's interesting to me simply for the fact he has a really decent floor. And Stoke are so bad that there's going to be a lot of really positive, I call it positive variance chances. And it's when you have a chance that happens based on a little bit of luck because the other team is so bad. So uh, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, positive chances there for Joel Ward to make something happen on the back of a potential uh, CS bonus. Uh, I don't like that idea, but Stoke just aren't very good. So you, can, you, you never really know where you're to go here, despite uh, Crystal Palace being so bad. Um, the two low-end cash plays that you can roll with this week are 3.9K on DraftKings. That's Eric Peters and uh, Joffrey, uh, Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey Schlupp on uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, those two, you'll have to go one or the other. You can't use both, obviously. But uh, I prefer Schlupp just for the simple fact that I like Crystal Palace more than Stoke. But uh, Eric Peters plays as a wing midfielder. You wouldn't know it by the, to look at his stats. It doesn't really show up. But he does start as a wing midfielder. So it's something worth mentioning. Uh, outside of that, there really isn't too much I'm interested in in defense. Uh, you can always rock the Sutner for Brighton if he starts, or Kieran Gibbs uh, as a, a really low-end cash play, but they should have absolutely no floor this week, uh, considering who they're going up against. But uh, outside of that, that's really all my defender takes. Uh, I'm really going to be getting as much uh, Charlie Daniels and Holobos into my cards as possible.
Yeah, um, I think people could be scared off Holobus just because of his game log. Um, what you, you you touched on, you know, a switch in formation. What exactly was the switch that Wofford made? Where was Holobus being positioned? So what the switch was for Wofford, uh, Holobus is a natural uh, left or right back. And what happened with Wofford was they eliminated their wing backs and they went to the, uh, that you'll see the three, three defenders, uh, which are all center backs. And then they take their wing backs and put them as wing midfielders. And so it either comes out that it's like uh, four or five in the middle with your uh, two wing backs as natural wing midfielders. What happens with that is that uh, guys end up getting the opportunity to grab a CS bonus on top of the opportunity to get lots of attacking options. Uh, so that's a really sharp GPP play. Uh, it isn't really something to attack in cash because it only really works when you get a CS bonus. Uh, that's the only time it really pays off. So looking for it in GPP. But what happened last week was Watford went to uh, Cabasso, Britos, and uh, Mariapa as their three center backs and put Ziegler and Firmina as the two wing midfielders. Uh, Ziegler conversely comes in as one of the cheapest options this week across the board period and while I don't expect him to start again if he does uh, at only 3.5k he's looking at at least the floor of three to four crosses here and uh, that's an incredible option in either format you can rock Ziegler in cash if you want it doesn't really matter because uh, he's just so cheap and uh, playing as a wing midfielder uh, you, you're going to benefit from that but it, it'll be interesting to see how Watford line up here again um because uh, as we'll get further up the field, uh, it becomes more interesting. They're really hurt right now. Watford are, are suffering from some injuries. So uh, yeah, it's interesting to see how they'll go forward here. But uh, I do like Firmina a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, I agree with Firmina. Um, I, I, I think I read somewhere that Holobus, you know, is battling some sort of injury. He may not find himself into the starting 11, but... With that being said, Wofford's not a team that plays midweek, so I wouldn't, you know, Holobos definitely. handles the uh, corners, too. So that's the thing. It's like whenever he's off the field, it looks it looks like Firmina stepped into that role uh, and took the corners. But uh, uh, Holobos is that guy you can roll with in any format just because he's going to have a crazy floor. Yeah, I definitely agree. All right, that's about it for our defender takes. It looks like we all love Wofford as usual from goalie and defender so let's take it to middies um middies offer a lot of interesting plays uh yeah i think christian erickson is definitely in play i think the liverpool guys are a little bit overpriced due to their recent performance but with that being said me and you talked before we went on recording and there's definitely a certain game where we like both sides of the ball and every player basically in the game so why don't you touch on that and which game you know, we find that we think that there's the most value in both midi and forward. Sure. First, let's just uh, run down the list real quick. Um, Erickson is too expensive, uh, even against Braum. He's decent in cash, uh, but in order to really cash in GPP, you're going to need him to score at least 40. And I just don't see that happening from Erickson. Uh, I like Coutinho a lot this week. Chelsea are not very good at defending. And 
Um, I just think uh, Coutinho at 9.5 is going to see a ton of ownership regression, a negative regression where everyone's going to come off him, and you're probably going to be able to find Coutinho at 5 to 8% ownerships in GPP this week. Uh, so I'm really liking the idea of Coutinho. Uh, Deli Ali is going to be one of my favorite pivot plays off of Harry Kane. Deli Ali is an incredible form right now. He's playing well above his weight, uh, and I am looking at an 8.K uh, 8.8k salary as a massive discount this week uh, against Brom, who should have literally no answer whatsoever for Deli Ali. Um, Harry Kane has been scoring, uh, so Deli Ali's ultimate pivot to me. I think he's a brilliant pivot. Uh, Paul Pogba is somebody you can play in DraftKings, but you cannot touch him on FanDuel. Even on DraftKings, he's too expensive, but on FanDuel, it doesn't matter how many uh, of the interceptions or five uh, passes or anything he makes. At that salary, it's just too much against Brighton. They're very good at defending. You won't have really much opportunity to see a ceiling there. Um, I like, uh, like I said, I like uh, Son Min uh, on Tottenham. I think all Tottenham. If you, if whoever starts in Tottenham, you can just throw them into your lineup this week. And Brom aren't going to be good enough to really run with them. Sadio Mane is another option. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, the game that we both like is Crystal Palace at Stoke. Um, Crystal Palace and Stoke, like I mentioned earlier, really have the worst defensive record. Uh, second tied behind West Ham, uh, defensive record in the league right now. Zaha is a little bit too expensive on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, you can still get him at a reasonable price at 8.1K. Uh, if this wasn't at home, if Stoke were at home, I'd be fading Zaha. But considering Crystal Palace at home, they've had a massive uptick to their floors and ceilings at home. And so I really like the idea here of Zaha uh, at 8.1K on DraftKings. That's still an accessible spot when he's at home. Uh, Shakiri's going to be a fade for me this week. Uh, Stoke have, uh, much like Watford, changed their formation last week. And Shakiri, who's a natural winger, has moved into the central attacking midfielder role, which completely kills his floor because he doesn't get as many crosses anymore. And because of that, even when he does hit, his ceiling's going to be significantly less because he doesn't have that floor he's building from. So while I really do like Stoke as a whole this game, Shakiri's going to be someone I'm going to be fading at 8K uh, on DraftKings just because he's not seeing that same kind of uh, opportunity creation uh, in the middle as he does at wide. I, I really like Hazard an awful lot this week. I don't think you'll ever see Hazard at 7.9K. He's playing in an incredible form right now. And uh, Liverpool aren't very good at defending. Uh, just because they've had a few runs at home here, uh, that doesn't mean that they're world-class defenders because they haven't been making the saves. Anytime uh, Liverpool get a clean sheet at home, it's usually off the back of no shots. Uh, so I like the idea here of Chelsea coming out and getting a couple goals. The big issue, obviously, is the late game. So you're kind of forced into another situation. Well, do I want to trust Liverpool as the late game again and have them mix up my starting lineup and have to do a million pivots? Uh, so Hazard is someone I like, but I just don't like the late game idea. Richie's someone you can think about cash at 7.8K in DraftKings. That's a pretty reasonable price. Townsend's in the same situation, uh, but the real thing about Townsend is, is on FanDuel. He's only 5.5K. Now, I get there's a lot of, like I, I just mentioned, the interceptions and everything else that takes place in FanDuel, but I like Townsend to actually get on the score sheet this week, so I think it, the 5.5K is completely irrelevant whenever you consider he's probably going to get a goal or an assist against Stoke this week. Uh, there should be at least four games. Four, <clears throat> excuse me, four goals this game. 2-2 uh, draw is where I pin it, but uh, when you get that kind of exposure to four total goals in the game um, at 5.5K at FanDuel, that's impossible to ignore. He's a near lock for me uh, on FanDuel. I like Kabay an awful lot. 
His floor is excellent. On FanDuel, I'm not too keen on him. But on uh, DraftKings, it's only 6.7K. That's still a price where you can put into your draft uh, into your uh, cash game to feel good about it. Because especially in his range, there really isn't too many people uh, in his range or below him that will have the same kind of floor as Kabai does. Uh, if uh, Matza starts, you can consider him against Brighton and Cash uh, just because he's been handling a lot of the free kicks, uh, especially if Rashford doesn't start. Uh, but Mata does. Get Mata into your cards and your cash cards for a really good discount. Uh, Chupo Motings, uh, I'll talk about him whenever we get to forwards. Uh, Grobe is someone that uh, normally him and uh, Knockhart you can look at in cash, but against Man United, they're going to have their hands full. They're just not going to have the opportunity to build the floor. Doof is someone you're going to have to put in your cards. And only 5.8K uh, on DraftKings, that's... Uh, Massive steal, massive, massive steal. Any format you can use to you uh, this week. In uh, on uh, Fandel, he is priced a little bit more accordingly to his goal scoring run he saw a few weeks ago. But uh, on DraftKings, it's only 5.8k. That's a massive, massive, massive discount that you can get all over. Uh, I don't mind Alonzo at only 5.1k. Um, Jacob Murphy on Newcastle is interesting to me in the sense that uh, he's seeing lots of playing time and he's going to have no ownership. But if I'm going to look at Newcastle, it absolutely has to be John Joe Shelby. Uh, he takes an incredible amount of shots every game. Uh, he doesn't always get them on net, uh, but he has a really, really good floor uh, that isn't really usable in cash. But if it was to, if, if his ceiling was to hit, he'll be massive uh, based off that floor. Uh, conversely, I like. Gomez based off Shelby. Uh, Shelby will make Gomez uh, at least three saves by himself. Uh, so when you consider that, uh, Shelby is interesting if you think he's going to hit, but conversely, uh, Gomes is in a great spot because of Shelby. Uh, Loftus-Cheek is another guy in Crystal Palace you can consider. At only 4.4K, he's seen 90 minutes, and uh, that's uh, pretty interesting to me, to say the least. Uh, but the last guy I will talk about uh, here for midfielders today is a guy on Stoke, uh, and his name is Ramadan Sobi. Uh, at only 3.7K on DraftKings, he's listed as a midfielder, and he's seeing 90 minutes against Crystal Palace. Uh, if you don't want to take a quick look at Crystal Palace's uh, highlights from last week, it was embarrassing. Uh, they were lucky not to score on themselves more than once, let alone give Everton free goals more than once. Like, Sproney tried to do this really weird step over and then pass the ball to nobody and end up on Nyase of Everton's feet, and he had an easy goal. Like, Crystal Palace are so bad right now that absolutely anyone on Stoke is looking for a positive uptick. And when you can see Sobey at uh, 90 minutes at 3.7K, I'm having trouble ignoring that for sure. Uh, outside of that, there isn't too much. Um, James MacArthur is kind of in the same situation as Sobey, but he doesn't see the same kind of consistent 90-minute games. Um, the, the only other guy I'm considering is uh, Pierre on Watford. I don't expect him to start, but he has an incredible skill set. So if uh, Pierre does happen to start at 3.9K for Watford, uh, check that out because he's someone that could easily uh, eclipse uh, a GPP ceiling with just one goal. Uh, but uh, in terms of midfield, that's really all my takes. Uh, brilliant. Uh, yeah. As we mentioned before, we you know start recording... The game of Crystal Palace and Stoke is something that I am very interested in targeting. All the players are, you know, relatively priced both sides of the ball. It should be a very up-tempo game and where, you know, no team should necessarily hold the ball and have the majority of the possession for the game. Um, yeah, I think it'll be easily the highest scoring game of the slate and could very well go overlooked due to, like, you know, Tottenham being in a great spot. 
Man U on paper being in a great spot, and so forth. But with that being said, I think you covered everything in midfield. Is there, you know, is there any certain strategy or any, you know, team you're looking to employ that may be low owned that is in a good spot? I'm, I heard you mention Hazard. I he's a guy that you know I completely overlooked, but at seven point nine k coming off, you know two of his most dominant outings. Granted, they were against very, very mediocre opponents, but as we found out midweek, if there is one struggle of Liverpool, that is, you know, holding leads as our back line. Our, I mean, by me, I say I'm a fan. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but their back line is atrocious, and it's just been a problem for the past, you know, last few years, ever since we lost Suarez, is just cannot hold leads always giving up goals, and Chelsea is, you know, the Premier League champions right now, and they're definitely a, have a very dominant offense, so I could see, you know, they could be an interesting target as, you know, Murata and Hazard are both very well-priced. Yeah, it's definitely going it, to, it's interesting you went right to Chelsea, because that is really my sneaky GPP players of the week, and it kind of goes a couple different ways here. Um, the first is that... I know you and I both know, a couple weeks ago, Liverpool had that late game, and they had all the surprise starters, and we had to do all those late pivots, and it really upset everyone. And we're finding ourselves again in another late game, in another situation where Liverpool are going to be doing all sorts of crazy things to their starting lineup. I think anyone who's a sharp DFS player will be very vividly aware of that uh, issue with Liverpool and will instantly look away from this game based off, well, I don't want to touch Liverpool, so you don't want to touch this game. Uh, the thing is, like I, like you brought up, uh, any, everyone's free to check out Mingale's stats on, uh, on DraftKings. He's made uh, one save in the past four games. Like... Uh, two saves in the past five games. Uh, even when he gets the CS bonus win, it's a 10, where conversely on um, Man United, the gay CS bonus wins are 20s. So uh, the, the thing is, is that Liverpool right now are being priced, their defense is being priced off of their past few weeks, uh, which I think it's, it's pretty safe to call it uh, easy, easy games. Southampton is an attacking team. West Ham has one of the worst defensive records in the league, so you almost don't have to defend when you're attacking so much. Huddersfield, I don't think we have to touch too deeply on that. They let four goals in against Spurs. Uh, they didn't. They only had one save. Only allowed Man United to get one shot on them. So, like, this isn't the kind of defense that you're looking at as a 6K kind of defense, and that's how they're being priced. And conversely, Chelsea is being priced much cheaper because of that. So guys like Hazard, uh, who's only 7.9K, is a 9K player. And there's nothing about Liverpool that should greatly reduce his salary other than Liverpool's easy recent results. So, yeah, I'm looking at Hazard as probably my top midfield GPP play this week, uh, simply based on ownership. Uh, but outside of that, uh, yeah, it's, it's got to be the Stoke-Crystal Palace game, uh, game stacking. That. I like that idea. I like as many of those guys in there as possible at the same time. But not in cash, just in GPP. But, yeah, that's, that's generally where I'll be looking at midfield. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, yeah, I think it makes the most sense to fade Tottenham. I can just see everyone just, you know, stuffing Erickson and Kane in blindly and then just, you know, working with whatever remaining salary they have just to find whoever. So with that being said, that moves us to forward. 
uh, Harry Kane, 11,000, you know, it's very similar, that's a Ronaldo price, he's going to need at least two goals and an assist, or a goal and two assists with multiple shots on goal to even hit the floor, granted he does have the, by far the easiest matchup on the slate, he probably will score a goal, so if fading him in GPPs is your strategy, you're just hoping he, Tottenham doesn't explode for fucking three goals, excuse my French, um, Excused. I'm excused. Yeah. That's why I can say that. You're excused. Yeah. It kind of just slipped in there uncontrollably, but... It happens when you talk to I know all too well. Yeah. I've just been getting, you know, completely screwed over by these top-end guys when I fade them. Yeah. As Ronaldo, you know, took it to me this midweek. But outside of that, Richarlison's a guy that we both used to love when he was priced in the 5 to 6K range. He's now over 9K. Granted, he does have an amazing matchup, but he's just a guy I won't be interested in at all. You know, the majority of my interest is in the game, like we said in the past, and a lot of the guys have, you know, midi forward eligibility, so you can just pivot around and make for different lineups. But what are your takes on the forward this weekend? So first, yeah, I'm going to take a couple minutes here to break down my Harry Kane strategy this awesome. week and how I landed on him. Shut the 100% exposure. I know that's completely against what you just said. No! Uh, but this is where I'm at. Now on Wednesday... How many apps do we have left? Two? Messi didn't start. Now, what that ha- what actually happened there? What? Neymar became the only player significantly priced in the entire Ooh. slate. There was nobody even. I think it was like the next closest was two K or three K. Is going? This was all because Messi didn't start. Going. Now, I was talking to some sharp people on You're the just gonna leave me in the dust. Why I faded Neymar and how that obviously backfired. And what the strategy of the sharps were that since Neymar was literally, literally the only high-end option, he became an instant lock for the slate because he was the only one who had, like, the legitimate crazy ceiling to go off. With no Messi playing, uh, there was no other player who could consistently score over 30 like Neymar. So he was an instant lock because there were no other high-end options. Uh, Now, myself, whenever I saw Messi wasn't starting, that sent me even further away from Neymar, thinking that, well, now I really don't have to think about spending money. Or on the contrary, I really should have been thinking about spending up to Neymar because, uh, he, like I said, he was the only option on the slate to completely blow up without Messi. So it was like the instant sharp play. I think we're looking at that this week with Harry Kane. Um, Lukaku is not scoring at a rate that's in any way serviceable to a salary that's over 10K right now. If you want to use him in cash, that's fine. He's still going to take four shots on that. He's still going to make lots of things happen. He'll still finish with an eight. Uh, but in terms of, like, will his salary hit, he does not deserve that 10K salary. So that instantly makes Harry Kane the namer of this slate. And he's literally the only person out of all these fours. You can run down the entire list here. And there's literally nobody that comes close to the ceiling of Harry Kane against West Brom. A hat trick is absolutely in play this week. There's no, West Brom are very, very bad. Uh, so, especially on the road. So, Harry Kane instantly becomes that only guy. And on top of that, uh, he's already in a good spot. Like, uh, so, I, I'm going to have to consider Harry Kane uh, pretty significantly here this week. Now, on top of that, there isn't really a whole lot of forwards I'd like this week. I don't think Lukaku is scoring at a rate that's good enough. Salah is interesting, but 9.6K, you're really needing a 35 from him in the GPP before he starts making things happen for you. And at that kind of that uh, ceiling isn't going to happen against Chelsea. Uh, same with Coutinho. At least Coutinho has a nice floor you can work with. He's going to have some free kicks and some shots on that. But um, if you're choosing between 
if you're choosing between Lukaku and Coutinho, definitely go with Coutinho in cash. There's no question. Uh, Richardson's just too expensive. Uh, on FanDuel, I don't mind Richardson, but on DraftKings, he's at 9.2K. Even if he scores, he's going to need multiple goals. Uh, somebody can use in cash again. He has a really nice floor. But uh, in GPP, there's just no ceiling to chase there from 9.2K. Uh, Rashford and Zlatan. I like Zlatan. I can't wait till he actually gets in shape here and is able to start logging consistent minutes of games again. I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen, uh, but I, I still love Zlatan. Uh, Rashford as a person, sorry. Uh, I love Zlatan as a person, not so much in DFS. Rashford uh, didn't take uh, as many corner kicks uh, last week as he's been in the past few weeks. It went to Mata. So that was a little bit upsetting for me, but he did come off the bench. Uh, so I don't expect, uh, if he does start, it's someone you can roll with the cash for only 8.8K. And particularly if he starts, it's really the only Man United player worth touching in the entire roster, uh, if he, especially if he's going to be taking corner kicks. I already touched on Son. I already touched on Sadio Mane. Same issue. Uh, Zaha is, yeah, he's, he's my guy this week. I'm having trouble, you know, moving away from him, even with his massive price increase. I'm hoping that will scare a lot of people away. Stoker just so bad at the back, so bad at the back, uh, that Zaha is almost guaranteed to a, a goal here as his floor. I'm having trouble looking past that. Uh, not interested in Murata still. Uh, even his goal... Uh, against West Brom was a fluke and he returned back to a more normal form there against uh, coming off the bench against Quarterback. Uh so I, uh, I'm just not looking at uh, Murata uh, to cause much especially when you can just get Hazard for 100 cheaper and uh, Hazard has uh, lots more floor to work with too. I uh, already really touched on Townsend. Firmino isn't going to be someone I'm looking at this week even though he's 7.2k that salary is way too low for a Liverpool forward even against Chelsea. Um Tammy Abraham's probably hurt. Uh, it wasn't so much that uh, it's it's a serious injury. It's a back injury. Uh, this isn't like he hurt his arm or he hurt his finger or he's got a calf sting. It's like his back is in serious trouble right now. So I'm not looking at him. I'm, uh, I want to play Callum Wilson. I'm just afraid everyone else will be based off his hat trick last week. And against Swansea, that really isn't a place to target uh, Callum Wilson. So while I really like Callum Wilson, uh, I just don't like him against Swansea. Uh, and especially with his uh, huge ownership. Uh, as you slowly keep going down, uh, Choupo-Moting is my number one lock in any format this week for a forward. At only 5.9K against Crystal Palace's joke with the defense, uh, there's no way Choupo-Moting doesn't make salary, uh, let alone find a ceiling that can really win you a GPP. A Grob is someone, again, I would look at in cash if it wasn't against Man United, since it's against Man United, not interested. Joshua King interests me. He's kind of like a Callum Wilson pivot. If you're really on board with the win and um, you want to take a born with forward, I look at Joshua King over Callum Wilson just because of ownership. Uh, there really isn't that big of a difference for price, so when you consider uh, Joshua King will literally come in single digits ownership, uh, that's something I'm thinking about. Uh, Boney is someone for Swansea you can consider as a GPP flyer at only 5.3k. He's slowly coming back into form and should see lots of time, but my number one forward play uh, outside thing is going to be Andre Gray on Watford. Now, um, a lot of people were chasing Andre Gray this season. Uh, I was consistently telling them to stay off him and not to touch him. But that was specifically because Richardson was only like 5, 6K. And now that Richardson's up in the 9K ranges, Andre Gray is a brilliant pivot play down to 5.1K. He's seen 90 minutes. Uh, Troy Deeney's suspended for the foreseeable future here, uh, considering his mauling of Joel Allen's face uh, a couple weeks ago. 
So uh, Andre Gray, someone that's going to get 90 minutes against the Newcastle team, who just aren't very good. Uh, a lot of people are expecting a lot from Newcastle at home, and I'm hoping that's going to be a trap for them. So Andre Gray is someone I'm absolutely looking at 5.1K and GPPs. Uh, the difference here is that the Tupel Moting has a really good floor. Andre Gray doesn't. So you can use Tupel Moting in either format, but Andre Gray is specifically a GPP play this week. Um, the last one I'll talk about uh, in terms of forward is going to be Glenn Murray on Brighton. Uh, now, like I said, Man United have been letting in a lot more goals as of late and to talent that doesn't deserve to even tie the shoes of the Man United defensive core. So Glenn Murray is roughly 6'2", 240 pounds of absolute muscle. Uh, the guy is a monster and I don't see Chris Smalling or any of the other Man United center backs being able to actually physically keep up with uh, with Murray for 90 minutes. Uh, do I think Murray's going to go out here and get two goals? No. Do I think Brighton's going to win the game? No. Do I think Murray has an excellent GPP stand at only 4.9K uh, to break the CS bonus for Man United? Absolutely. I love that idea. Especially whenever so many people are going to be all over Man United at 6K. Yeah. I'm hoping for that to be a trap too. And I'm hoping for Murray to either very early or very late break that CS bonus. Uh, but in terms of my forwards, that's really it. Uh, Chupomoting is someone that you're going to have to see. That's the thing, like uh, Harry Kane doesn't become very expensive whenever your two forwards are Chupomoting and Andre Gray. <laughs> like Harry Kane instantly becomes very affordable. Uh, so the issue with a lot of people will be, well, I want Lukaku, I want Richardson, I want Rashford, I want Mane, I want all these people. And uh, that completely hamstrings you throughout the rest of your card. Where if you can get Andre Gray and uh, Trupo Moting for a combined, what, 12K, 10K, um, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a huge salary relief, and you're looking at a great opportunity for multiple goals from each of them. Uh, so really, that is my forward takes this week. I'm most excited about Stoke. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think, you know, this will be a very interesting slate. Um I think Harry Kane is definitely the top play. It just, I just hate, you know, giving in to the obvious top plays. So, oh, me too. But he undoubtedly has the, you know, highest ceiling of any player on this yeah, slate. Yeah, Harry Kane here is that uh, he hasn't been scoring at a very good rate lately. Uh, he got one against Dortmund, but before that, he hadn't scored in like three or four games. Uh, so uh, he's really streaky too. So now that he's scoring again, I really like Harry Kane to actually catch some ownership on the lower ends. People won't be looking to pay for him because he hasn't been scoring in the English Premier League. And uh, I think he burned a lot of people last week on the Sunday slate. So I'm hoping that uh, Harry Kane will go completely unowned this week at 11K against uh, a Brom team that uh, shouldn't be able to stop him from scoring at least twice. I agree. Uh, that about just does it for this edition of Foul Balls. Do you have any last-minute takes or last-minute strategies you want to give out to users? No. Uh, game stack in the Crystal Palace, Stoke. Uh, look for the Watford defense. And uh, Harry Kane and Chelsea. That's my uh, two expensive takes is Harry Kane and Chelsea. But uh, other than that, everyone have a really good week. Best of luck. And uh, hopefully I'll see you at the top of the leaderboards. There you have it. That about does it. We'll catch you. Is there a Champions League next week? I don't. Not sure. When it is, we'll see you then. Sounds good. If not, we'll see you next weekend. Have a good Black Friday, everybody. Bye bye.